The information in this podcast is for entertainment and or general knowledge purposes. None of the discussions or materials contained herein should be construed as legal or financial advice. Please contact a professional advisor for actual legal or financial guidance. Everybody and welcome to another session of the Route 38 Information Channel. Today we are very excited to have a very esteemed guest with us, Rabbi Yirmi Ahovan from the Holy City of Beitar Elite. Yirmi has been a uh, a client and a I, I, I privilege to say a good friend of mine for uh, the last number of years, and we've done some work together. And um, really excited to have him on today because. He's a really fun guy just to, to schmooze with and chat with, and I think has a lot to offer um, our audience um, in terms of how they can help enhance their business profile and um, and get one another leg up on the competition. Yermi's been a professional videographer and photographer shooting since around 2005. He does uh, both uh, personal smachot uh, and and uh, you know, headshots and pictures and things of that nature and, uh, and videos, but uh, really thrives and excels in the corporate world where he's helped many, many, uh, both Jewish and not necessarily Jewish organizations uh, with their video marketing and uh, is just someone who's been, who's a, in general, a pleasure to work with. And I've noticed someone who's a little bit, uh, I would say, maybe even sublime that uh, usually when you have a videographer, sounds feels like they're always getting in the way and pushing people out of the way to get the best shots. And Yermi seems to be lurking in the background, but gets everything without uh, making his presence felt. So with that, uh, I'd like to introduce everyone to Yermi and ask Yermi if you could please just give us uh, a few minutes on your background, where you came from, um, how you got into this business and any other thoughts in that regard. Wow. Okay. That was quite an introduction. Thank you for that. So my background um, is very interesting. You know, I originally started in the wedding event world many years ago, which is kind of out of necessity. Uh, it was interesting being in the wedding world because any photographer who's been there realized that you have to be a jack of all trades. You have to know how to do sports photography and product photography and portrait photography. It's just it's just a necessity of shooting a wedding as well as you got to be quick on your feet and you got to think under pressure. You know, when something's going wrong, there's no time to say, cut, let's stop production. You know, let me figure out this problem. You know, things move on with or without you. Uh, so that was kind of cool, kind of an interesting introduction into the visual world, at least in terms of the visual world and from a business perspective. Uh, after that, kind of used my skill set to skill set to branch out in all sorts of different businesses and doing different corporate work and product shots and it's just kind of bit a bit of a mix over the last few years, uh, but a fun mix and kind of stays fresh. And um, I think I get bored very easily, so it's fun to kind of dip into all sorts of different areas. Great. How would you, how would you say, well, if if uh, some a small business owner was coming to you, it doesn't have to be small business, could be small or mid or large. But if a small business owner was coming to you and saying, asking you how you could help them with their business, how you can help enhance their profile. Um, what are some of the ideas you'd give them and what some of the things that you could do to help them? Yeah, it's a good question. I think today, especially in our like technologically uh, saturated world, we have a very short window to kind of entice clients. There's always that like word of mouth kind of business that is obviously going to be the best. And somebody gives you a direct referral. There's no competing with that. At the end of the day, though, someone who's actively searching for someone, whatever the business is, I think we have a very small window to kind of grab their attention. And... I think our appearance matters and first impressions definitely matter. So in terms of the video world, for any business, it doesn't matter what it is. If a person has a 10, 20, 30 second video where they very quickly and easily introduce their business, they make the information very easy to digest. 
they quickly show if it's a small business, they can show their personality, who they are, uh, what it's going to be like working with them and the product that they can present. I think that's going to have a big effect in terms of following up on leads and closing leads. I think bigger businesses probably have a bit of a better handle maybe on what needs to be done in today's market, but not always. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes businesses, the marketing department is, uh, could be fresh or maybe I'm just, you know, a company now I'm working with. The marketing department doesn't really have any video experience. They had a big turnover. Great company to work with. I love them dearly. Just, you know, everyone's kind of like fresh out of the box uh, and that can be its own challenge. So educating your clients is very important. Um, and also coming up with creative solutions. But I think that's the idea, is, is the message that you want to get across in the easiest way for the client to be able to intake that information and process and integrate it into their decision-making process. So that's really great because I think one of the things that you're putting your finger on here is that whereas a photographer... Um, there's a lot that goes into it in terms of preparation as well, obviously, in terms of the background and the, and the lighting and things of that nature. But there's a less of a requirement to prepare for a photo shoot. You kind of person has to come up uh, and smile. And I'm obviously not denigrating in any way what the photographer does. It's it's a it's a science and an art that uh, I, you know, is is extremely uh, challenging and, and you have to be uh, extremely knowledgeable what you're doing. But at the end of the day, the client is going to come and really they're just going to smile and make a couple suggestions but when you're doing a video shoot there's it's much more complex because you have all those you know issues and challenges as well but you really have to know go in there and know what you're going to say and, and know exactly what you're going to present and 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 be able to give over a real story um I, i'm assuming that part of what you you know provide uh when you are you know providing the service of, of a video shoot is not just the actual shooting of the video itself but you're going to be providing a lot of ideas or a lot of things to going into there to prepare to say hey um you know what you know what what do you guys want to be presenting what are you doing and giving a person a little bit of uh advice on, on how they can really get the best bang for their buck yeah it's a good question and i just want to back up a little bit in terms of photography i think people have a misconception about photography in terms of what they're after. I've heard people call me before and say, you know, I just need one photo, you know, just come and push the button one time. But even in the world of photography, I've had shoots before where we've done a month of pre-production, refining the idea, refining the story, refining the image that we want to present. You know, we've got location scouting, we've got model selection, you know, everything just to kind of create that one photo. So sometimes there is a photo shoot where we just come and shoot and that's it. But with any kind of visual media that we're doing today, there's a certain story that has to fit with your branding, with what you're trying to put out into the world and give to the world. So whether it's video or photo, the more that's going to go into that, the more successful your story is probably going to be. And, you know, every client is different. Some clients come to me and they say, you know, I already have my vision. I've already worked it out. I just need you to be the technical advisor. And that's awesome. Some clients don't really know what they're doing and they need me to kind of guide them through the process, especially people that have never made a video before. You know, it's very daunting and we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of times we don't realize all the pieces that go into the production of creating a video and creating a script and all the different pre-production options. So that's definitely something that I recommend people to either work with me or work with their videographer to make sure that on the day of the shoot, they know exactly what they need to do. It's going to help in terms of the final video. And I think you're, you're going to speak about this as well, but also just in terms of the process, uh, you know, being the most efficient with our time. I've had a lot of clients who just want me to come in and show up in the day of, and they're not really sure what they want to do. And I can try to guide them a little bit, but sometimes people have an idea and they want to run with that. So, you know, the clients are 
I try to run with whatever they're trying to do. And oftentimes when the idea is not really hashed out ahead of time 100%, uh, the shoots aren't always efficient as they, they could be. So that is very important. And you're being very kind because um, I'm clearly one of those clients who uh, kind of thought that, hey, we'll just shoot no. something today and we'll be fine. But uh, we're not going to get into that right now. But I, I, I've, I've, learned my le I've learned my lesson. I've I thought the same thing. Yeah, time. I thought it was going to be the same thing with my taxes. I just give you, you know, give a bunch of money and it just goes, right? Exactly. 100%. Yeah. I think we all, I think we all learned that each of us has expertise in our professions and, and, and should never question what someone else tells us uh, at a time and, and, and properly prepare. But yeah. that, that uh, you know, you did mention process. And I think it's really, really important for people to understand, especially if you've never done a photo shoot, uh, a video shoot, excuse me, or even a photo shoot. But um, I think it's really important for people to understand what goes into, let's just focus on videography for a second. Someone wants to shoot a one, two minute video. Um, you know, there's many different ways to do it. There could be a script, there could be a story, there could, whatever it is. Give us two or three minutes of what actually goes into that. It's not just showing up and videoing and, and hey, right. here, it's perfect and go. What, what goes into that, both pre-production and post-production? Right. So when I work with a client, I have a whole document and checklist that we go through. Um, points that most of my clients, if they haven't done a video before, they've never really thought of. But essentially where it starts is the vision. You have to decide what you're trying to tell over and what the main mission is going to be. Is it to raise awareness? Is it to close a deal? Is it to create leads towards a different website? Once that mission is accomplished, then you kind of have to decide your visual story. There's a lot of ways of telling a visual story. We could have a script. We could have narration. It could be interview-based. It could be completely visual-based with graphics and animated text uh, to create hype. Once that's done, then we're kind of going to decide on the budget of the project and say, okay, well, if we have a budget, this is what's possible. Usually at that point, we're basically ready to shoot, and then we're getting into all the technical aspects. Uh, where is the location of the shoot? Who's going to be actually speaking? What day is it going to be? How are we going to bring all these pieces together to make it happen? That's overall the general kind of approach to the video. And then what happens post-production? Right, so post-production. So if we've done our job right in pre-production, post-production should basically be a breeze. In other words, we know exactly the style of the video that we're looking for because we've done our research. We've shot it the correct way. The client has been on site while we're shooting and making sure that all the pieces are there for the video. And hopefully the edit should, for most projects, hopefully the edit should basically be done with some minor tweaks here and there. And it's interesting. I had a client, a real estate business, and they wanted us to shoot a promotional video for their business. It was two real estate partners. And, you know, we actually shot the video. Uh, you know, one of the one of the pieces of advice I give to clients, which I think is super important, is if you've never been in front of a camera, or even if you have, but you don't feel comfortable, is to record yourself in the mirror the night before. In this case, we were using a teleprompter. We had a script. Uh, and if a person actually records themselves in the mirror with their phone and reviews it, usually the first time they watch themselves, everyone has this problem. They're going to look at it and say, wow, I sound awful. That's just the natural way things go in the natural state of things. And then from that point, they can record themselves multiple times and feel like they're better in the process of the week before the shoot until hopefully when the shoot finally comes, they're ready to go and they feel like they're prepared. Uh, these clients did that. Um, and even still, you know, they weren't 100% happy. So oftentimes in the post-production, they say, you know, I wasn't happy with how I looked and how I sounded. And that's very normal, natural. And we even went back into the old footage and we found that I actually chose the best take out of everything. So preparation is super important. And hopefully if you've done all your homework and all your pre-production work, then the edit should really be a breeze. Only minor fixes here and there. I, I can tell you from my own personal experience also, I, I don't have as, I mean, I know, I know how I sound, 
<laughs> there's a reason we're going to podcast and not a webcast. Um, and I know I look, but um, it, it, it's, it's uh, especially for someone who's not as comfortable in front of the camera, uh, besides the fact, if, especially if you have a script and a teleprompter, so you can get the sound out. But, you know, the way you look, uh, someone who's a little more tense and uh, is not relaxed tends to not smile too much towards the camera, especially if you're doing an, an interview. It could look really, really I mean, it, 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 it doesn't look great. It's not your best look if you're sitting there tense. Um, you know, each person has to try to find a way to loosen up a little bit, I think, in front of the camera to be as natural as they possibly could and to give, you know, an aura, give, you know, an, an impression that you're being comfortable and you're giving over something and you're happy about it and excited about it. And that could be really, really challenging for someone who's, again, a more anxious type of a person. Um, and uh, maybe practicing in front of the mirror may be a, a helpful way to... Uh, to kind of loosen up a little bit. Um, maybe you have some ideas of other things that uh, people can use to loosen up a little bit. And uh, maybe we can share those on this podcast and maybe not, I don't know. But uh, um, one of the questions I really wanted to ask you though, this is really, really important, is that um, you know one of the reasons that we have such a great bond is because we are both uh, mountain biking aficionados and I know that you've been dying to get to the mountain biking and I still owe you a date. Um, is there, uh, you know, have you been able to yet to, uh, to, to do an actual video you know, shoot while on your mountain bike? And how does that go? That's such a good question. For anyone who's a mountain bike aficionado, you're going to immediately know what this means. But for those who aren't, so tomorrow, actually, we're doing what's called the Sugar Trail for the first time, nice. which is deep down in the desert. Have you done it before, by the way? I have not. I have not done it. Most of my friends have. I've not been able to get out to do it. But Maybe uh, you want to come. It's on, my, it's on my list. It's on my list. Okay. Uh, you, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the sugar trail is very cool. Apparently, it's an old trade route from Turkey where they used to bring camel caravans carrying all sorts of spices and sugar. So I actually bought for a client years ago, right before COVID hit, we were going to do a 360 VR project. Uh, unfortunately, that project got canceled, but I still have the camera. So it's been sitting on my shelf waiting to be used. So hopefully tomorrow I'm going to rig it up and we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. I'd, li I'd like to see the footage of that. Especially on a couple of those drops as you as you, as you drop down there, I've, I've seen uh, oh. enough videos of those. Yeah, you might get some shots of me walking down very slowly, <laughs> where everyone else is flying over my head. We'll see. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Um, any other things you had to add? Any things? Oh, I know one of the questions I, I want. You, you mentioned in the beginning. Um, you, you touched upon attention span. Um, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, um, I, I assume videos when they were being produced would be much longer. Uh, probably a little bit more stayed and a little bit, you know, more extended. And now in the world of social media where everything is in, you know, one minute to a minute, probably even 30 second clips, uh, things have to be much more compact. Um, is there still any market out there to do longer videos or have things really compacted to the, you know, the 30 second to two minute videos? And how does that impact your work and, and the way that people, uh, you know, prepare for, uh, for the shoots? Yeah, you know, the answer in life is always, it depends, depends on the on the purpose and depends on what it's going to be used for. You know, I had a company reach out to me. They did alarm systems in America when school shootings were getting very bad. And the Jewish schools, they wanted additional layer of protection security. And they were explaining to me in the meeting with these schools, the schools love their product. But each meeting, especially when they were on Zoom and they couldn't travel anywhere, was taking an hour and a half um, I think that, you know, you could, they could have definitely created a video that could have been a five minute video, even a 10 minute video that would have given all the pertinent information and entertaining, engaging matter. And it could have saved the, the company a ton of time. 
Um, you know, on the flip side, you do have long form content. Certainly whenever you're doing seminars or any sort of business conference, you know, those speeches need to be recorded. I guess it's a little bit different than, than creating a promotional video, but it really depends on the purpose and who's going to ingest this information and what's going to be the most effective way. So the answer is yes. It just, it depends on your, on your purpose. Um, yeah, I think when you're, when you're going out for new customers and new clients, shorter is usually better. But if you do have information to give over, a longer form could be better. And certainly for creating an instruction manual for your products, it could really, you know, you could need multiple videos. You could need a longer video to really tell the story. One more thing I want to go over as well that I think is really important, uh, for mainly for photography, but also for video, is I think a choice a client has to make. And I don't think a lot of clients are really aware of this distinction, is you have to decide if you need quality or quantity. Do you need to just carpet bomb your photo shoot and come up with, you know, 500 photos, a thousand photos that you can use on social media for the next year? Or do you want to really handcraft one photo or a series of photos that's going to be a quality photo that you're going to use per promotion? And I think once clients make that distinction, it's much easier to kind of move on into the, the, the realm of actually shooting and creating a present, creating a product that the clients are going to be happy with. Interesting. Definitely something we would have thought about. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you had to uh, give me an example of one of your most exciting shoots you ever did. Ooh, exciting shoots. Am I allowed what to go, go through my archive? You can go through your archive. You can go through whatever you want. Give me give me one or two examples of something that was really, really kind of out there mm -hmm. different. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had some cool event coverage shoot that I've done in the past. Uh, you know, we worked before Corona. They did their creative awards, which was, that was a lot of fun. It was kind of in Binyan Ehoma and not Binyan Ehoma in the uh, Hechela Pais over in the stadium over there. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of cool. Got an all access pass and was able to go through all the, you know, the, the tunnels and the rooms that most people don't get to go through. Uh, when you get events like that, that's always a lot of fun. Uh, in terms of commercial projects, that's a great question. I would have to think about it. I've had a few good ones. I had a, a photo shoot with HP where they had like a brand new printer. It was massive. Took up like a whole, it was a printer that took up a whole 300 foot warehouse. So wow. they needed some photos for their brochure. That was a pretty cool shoot. And it was like a super tight time. We had to get there at four in the morning and we finished at like 10 or something like that. And that was it. Um, yeah, those are some pretty cool highlights. I'm sure if I dug up through my archives, I can maybe find a few more. Um, I think things move pretty fast. So once I'm done with the project, sometimes it just kind of goes in the back burner. <laughs> and that's it, collects dust. Do you do you have any uh, ideas or concepts of where, you know, things have changed in the last 10, 15 years? Do you have any uh, thoughts about where things are going to be headed in the next five to 10 years? VR. I think VR is definitely on the agenda. The question is when. And I created a VR video in the beginning of Corona. Someone was interested who ran tour groups and can no longer do that. One in some way of bringing Israel to the States. Uh, we created a VR video, but just we were too we were too early, too early on the scene. You know, VR takes an incredible, incredible investment of hardware in terms of the goggles um, and sometimes in terms of the computer as well, if it's animated VR. And we were just too ahead of the curve, I think. So that's definitely something that people should keep on their radar, but I don't think we're quite there yet. Sounds amazing. Any any uh, last words? Yeah, so I like really like schmoozing with you, Barak. We should do this more often. You, mean you, are, you are the best, and this has been really informative and, and really great, and I think uh, we gave a lot for our audience to, uh, to think about. Um, Yermi, if people would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way is to head on to my website. I've got a few different places on social, social media. 
Uh, but the easiest way is to go on to vanvisuals.com, V-A-N-N, visuals.com. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram on Yermio Van Photography. Uh, and of course, through Route 38. Those guys are the best. Thank you, Amy. And, and uh, really, I, anyone who's here, whether you're in Israel or outside of Israel, I, again, can't uh, highly recommend Yermi enough. He's, he's extremely professional, as you uh, have been able to hear in the last 15 minutes or so, extremely knowledgeable, um, is on, really on the cutting edge of technology, and uh, really, really knows how to focus and hone in on what uh, people want and what uh, people are looking for and to help you get the best um, out, of, uh, you know, out of your time and then out of your budget. So, again, thank you really uh, you and me for coming on today. We really appreciate it. And uh, please, please reach out to him for uh, any of your video or photography needs. Uh, again, whether that's business or personal, um, he is there and he, he is one of the best, if not the best. Have a great, great rest of your day. And um, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Route 38 Informational Channel. This has been another informative episode in the ongoing series by Route 38, Experts in Employment in Israel. To contact us with feedback, critique, or questions, reach us by email, podcast at route38.net. Thank you for listening.